Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. 19 ways to boost your self-esteem quickly. That's what we're talking about today on Things You Should Know. Stick around. The Things You Should Know podcast is our pleasure to welcome you each and every week. Some of the topics that we discuss on this podcast range from tech to innovation, health and wellness to, yes, unsolved mysteries and crimes. You picked a great day to join us. We've got a great podcast ahead for you. Sit back, relax, listen and enjoy. Thank you for joining us at Things You Should Know podcast. Hey, you. Yes, you. You're listening to Things You Should Know podcast. You like it? You like to hear more? Well, great. Would you like to know two different ways that you can support the podcast? All you got to do is when you're done listening to this podcast, go down into the notes, the show notes. There are two links there. Either one. Check them out. Thanks again. Have a great day. self-esteem. Well, self-esteem is the opinion that we have of ourselves. You can have a healthy self-esteem, which tends to make one feel positive about themselves and about their lives in general. Makes us able to navigate our lives easier. But what if you have a low self-esteem? Well, we tend to see ourselves and our life in a more negative and critical light. We also feel less able to take on the challenges that life throws to us. Number of reasons why one could have low self-esteem. Low self-esteem often begins in childhood. You know that we learn from our teachers, our friends, siblings, parents, basically our environment, and even the media. All of these areas can send us positive or negative messages about ourselves. For some reason, The messages that are not good tend to stay with you longer. Perhaps you found it difficult to live up to another person's expectations. Maybe that's your parents or even to your own expectations, which, of course, are set by your parents and the environment. There's stress that comes along with low self-esteem. So stress and difficult life events such as serious illness or bereavement also can have a negative effect on our self-esteem. Personality can also play a part. Some people are just more prone to negative thinking, while others set impossibilities so high, so high that they can never, uh, or I'm sorry, the standards 
uh, are so high. They've got such high standards that they can never reach them, causing them to have low self-esteem. One of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this today, guys, and by the way, welcome to the podcast, is because uh, we get so much feedback uh, towards our podcast and as it relates to health and wellness, specifically around anxiety. And I'm always wanting to promote and provide content to you, my audience, that is going to help you. And if you're not feeling well, be it physically or mentally, if you're not feeling well, it's very difficult for you to perform well. Okay, so if you want to run a 4K, but your feet are hurting, uh, the chances of you completing it or completing it successfully to the point that you would be, uh, you know, approving is slim to none. So you must feel well in your body in order to do a physical task like that. And similarly speaking, if you want to achieve a certain level of joy and happiness in your life in whatever relationships that you currently have, you need to feel well and feeling well, feeling good uh, primarily starts with how we feel about ourselves. OK, so I think it's reasonable for you to understand when I say being 50 years old that I've gone through the gamut of emotions in my life. There are times when I feel really great about myself and there are times when I don't feel great about myself. And I can tell you definitively that my productivity is affected either way. There are days when my confidence is really, really high and there are some days where my confidence is not so high. Now, at this stage in my life, I'm able to identify my thoughts and I have certain mechanisms and certain protocols to in place that I can stop negative thinking in its track. But many people are not that fortunate. So today we're going to give you some tools and some ways to think positively about the most important person in your life. And that's you. Yes, that's the primary thing, the most important person in your life. And you should always treat yourself this way. The most important person in your life should always be you. Well, Kelly, that sounds selfish. I wasn't, you know, I was raised this way and I was raised that way. Well, that's part of the issue. We're not raised. Well, let me just tell you about myself. So I was raised in a Southern Christian Baptist environment with single parent because my father was killed when I was small. And our primary focus, you know, I was brought up pretty religious, I would say. We went to church quite often and there was a big focus on, you know, certain morals and standards and religion and Bible. And for the most part, and this is not throwing rocks at religion, for the most part, it is a um, subservient view to yourself. Everything is always about everybody else. Uh, There's not a problem with you prioritizing yourself. Because think of it this way. If you are not good with you, how good can you be with someone else? If you want to be this great wife, this great girlfriend, this great husband, this great boyfriend, this great employee, this great boss, this great uh, mother or great father, how great are you going to be if you're not even taking care of yourself? You're not going to be great. You're going to be a less than great father, mother, husband, brother, whoever. Prioritize yourself. And when you are good, you can give your best to your family, to your relationship, to your uh, employer, to your work. So think of it that way. Think of it that way. We always want to be and provide our surroundings with the best versions of ourselves. In order to do that, you've got to prioritize yourself. So enough said there. We're going to jump into it in just a minute. I want to welcome all of you to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Man, you guys are really listening to some podcasts. I went and looked at the uh, data before I started here today. Lots and lots of downloads continually. And I just want to say with two hands, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for continuing to show the love for Things You Should Know podcast. I already know that you are continuing to listen and download. Continue to please share and like our content. And uh, yeah, uh, just share it with one person. This can be a family member, a loved one. Uh, an associate, you know, coworker, someone like that, just a friend, somebody that you carpool to work with. You know, if you carpool to work and you guys are hanging out, say, hey, check out this podcast. Let them hear your favorite episode. 
you know, we've got a variety of different content here. Today we're talking health and wellness, and I would hope everyone can benefit from this, but you never know. You never know. We try our best to give our best. And uh, also, uh, before I get into it, please make sure you're checking out the show notes. Uh, We've got a number of different gifts there for you today, especially where we're going to have some systems in place where you can go and look at some actual uh, platforms that may be able to help you navigate if you have very low self-esteem, you feel like you need counseling, for example, or if you need some further training in how to build your self-esteem, we're going to make sure we provide you with a couple different options there in the show notes. And all you got to do is click on them. You can go to them. If you like them, you like them. If you don't, you don't. Uh, but we wanted to provide you with some applicable, some sort of application that you can use moving forward. Okay, it's one thing to start talking about it, but, you know, uh, faith without works is dead. So, you know, and knowledge does not apply itself. So you must take this knowledge and you must move it into the direction that you want to go in order for you to feel better about yourself. So that's all the preliminaries. Thanks again for supporting us. And we're going to go ahead and jump directly into the content. How can you have healthy self-esteem? Okay, how does low self-esteem affect you? Well, it it may be pretty obvious uh, how low self-esteem affects you. But the primary thing, the primary thing is it makes you feel bad. And we use words like bad and negative or depressed or anxious, but it just kind of all is the same thing. You're not really feeling great. okay? and. Uh, That's important because we want to understand that the way we feel is the most important part of us. Why? It's because we're 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 energy. We're vibrating and either you're vibrating high or you're vibrating low. If you're not feeling good, you're vibrating high. And on that ram, on that level, you're going to pull to you things that are vibrating low. And those are things that more than likely are going to make you continue to vibrate low. You ever notice when you're in a down mood, you're not feeling good. There are other things. I mean, the world just seems to be more bleak. When you're depressed, when you're uh, dealing with anxiety, things seem to just compile so quickly. It's because you're in that arena. You're in that level of vibration where you're pulling more negative thoughts to yourself. Now, it's not intentional because no one would do this to themselves. And many people don't even know this is what is taking place. But it's very important that you recognize when you're fit. It's very important that you recognize how you're feeling. It's very important that you always stay in tune with how you are feeling. The way that you feel is the most important part of you. Okay. now, how does one deal with low self-esteem and how does it affect us? Well, first, if you have low self-esteem or low confidence, another way to say it, you may hide yourself away from social situations. You may stop trying new things. You may avoid challenging things. You may avoid new people. Uh, In short. You know, avoiding challenging and difficult situations may make you feel safe. Why? Well, if I don't try and I don't fail, then it's not something else that can make me feel bad about myself. Now, in the longer term, this can backfire because it reinforces your underlying doubts and your fears about yourself. It teaches you that uh, the unhelpful rule that the only way to cope is by avoiding things, avoiding things. On the one hand, it makes you feel good. You know, because you you feel safe in your little cove, in your little cave, but then you don't feel great because you see everybody else out doing things and you feel like maybe I should be able to do things too. Living with low self-esteem can harm your mental health. Of course it can and lead to problems such as, you guessed it, depression and anxiety. Now, there are a multitude of things that can flare off of these. Anxiety can lead to multiple health issues, anxiety attacks, etc., high blood pressure, things like that. Depression can lead to overeating or or very uh, obscure behavior, uh, loss of sleep, things like that. Uh, you may also develop a number of other unhealthy habits to in order to cope. What are some of the things that people do in order to cope? Well, people smoke, people drink, people imbibe in, you know, overeating, uh, over over sexing. There's a lot of things that we pull to ourselves just for that quick hit, for that quick stimuli to make us feel better. And we create more problems. 
I always tell my kids it's better to go forward than to go backwards. Uh, if there is a problem, something you perceive as a problem, go toward it. And the closer you get to it, you will realize it's not what you thought it was. I always hear people uh, use the word fear as acronym, fear being the false evidence appearing real. Fear, and I'm just using my experience in 50 years, things have always been much more, um, much bigger and much worse in my mind versus in reality. You know, especially if you don't deal with something right away. Example, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, uh, spouse, has gone out of town and you guys didn't leave it on good terms and you haven't talked to him in a day or so. Um, man, you can build up a story around why this person is behaving this way and what I'm going to say to him and when I see him and when they call and if they don't call, what's going to happen. You, you, you build this narrative and, and, and it becomes this big thing. And what happens, it becomes a big thing because mostly it's a big thing in your mind. When in actuality, it could have been just solved, you know, on, on, a, on a minute level of someone just apologizing or, or saying, you know, I wasn't feeling great this morning when I left and I didn't really want to leave you. And and so I, that's why I didn't really have much to say. I didn't really want to go. I'd rather stay with you. And you take it from there to this person has offended me and I'm going to tell them this. I'm going to make sure they understand that you don't do this to me. So in your mind is where all of this stuff begins to go awry. Okay. Now, let's talk about how to have healthy self-esteem. That's what we all are here for. To boost the self-esteem, let's identify the negative beliefs, first of all, that you have about yourself. Okay? Whatever they are, let's identify them. Of course, it can start with physical attributes. You don't like the way that you look. You don't feel like you're tall enough. You don't feel like you are slim enough. Um, you don't feel like you're the right skin complexion. I went to college with a girl who was an African-American girl. And she struggled with being African-American in this Western society in America. She really did. It was my first real time seeing someone really um, struggle with being a black person in America mentally to the point it affected how she dealt with, you know, friends and who she was in a relationship with, the names that she would give her kids, et cetera. It was something to witness, but it's very real. Uh, other negative aspects you can have of yourself are maybe you, you mentally you don't feel like you are where you want to be in life. That one all of us have at some point or another. We had a picture or a movie, some video when we were a kid of where we were going to be at age 25, 30, 35, 40. And when those pictures don't coincide with reality, a lot of times we tend to feel like we failed. I know a lot of, well, again, this is extreme. I feel like there are a lot of women. I know a few and I have known a few over the years who have this overwhelming pressure of being married by a certain age. Otherwise, they felt like they had failed in some way. And when they don't do that, they feel less desired and desirable because everyone else is getting married. What may be wrong with me? And so it can, and I'm not saying it does every time, but it can develop into low self-esteem, low confidence. Of course it could. Imagine if you're playing kickball and every other kid gets picked and nobody wants you on their team. You're going to think, oh, maybe I can't play kickball. Maybe I'm not that athletic. Maybe I'm not that good. Maybe they don't like me. Maybe I look different than them. Maybe they think I'm too fat or too small. Whatever it is. I think you get the point. So let's identify the negative beliefs that we have about ourselves first and then immediately go toward them. Challenge them. Tell, don't tell yourself that you're stupid. Tell yourself the reason I didn't get this job is because this is just not the, the, the job for me now. I'm going to keep moving forward. Start to note that these negative thoughts and write them down. Make notes of these negative thoughts. Write them down on a piece of paper or in a diary. I like to use journals. Ask yourself when you first started thinking these thoughts, how long have these thoughts been with me? You will be surprised. 
We did a podcast not long ago, and unfortunately, I can't remember exactly which one it was, but the premise was, and one of the things that I said during the podcast was that if you wrote down what you were spending money on, you know, and you just took a look at it, I think most people would be surprised where their money's going. And similarly here, uh, the recommendation is to write down these negative beliefs and how long you've had them. Now, you could be thinking that you're not good enough for the majority of your life. It's just a repetitive thought. Sometimes we do things and we've done them for so long, it becomes normalized. We've never externalized it to anyone else. We've never even really admitted it openly to ourselves, openly meaning verbally or writing it down. But once you do that, it exposes that particular, let's just call it um, untruth. Because the negative beliefs you have about yourselves are not true. Okay, these are thought patterns that have been uh, interpreted incorrectly. That's what I would say. These are thought patterns that have been interpreted incorrectly. I don't care if your grade school teacher told you that you couldn't be an engineer because you were not great at math. Or maybe you had a high school teacher tell you, you you're not very good at basketball, Michael Jordan. You're not very good. And so you're not going to play for me or you're not going to start. Or, you know, some boyfriend said you're never going to get married because you just don't look, you know, like a, a wife or, or whatever has been said or done or even worse, something that you just simply begin to think about yourself. No one's it didn't come from anywhere. It just you just begin to think about yourself and it wasn't positive. I just want you to write it down and I want you to take a look at it because we're going to challenge it. You want to write some evidence that challenges these negative beliefs, such as um, I'm really I'm a really good person. Let's say your negative belief is that you're never going to be in a long term relationship. Your evidence that that's false is I am a very good person. I am reliable. I am kind to others. My parents or my siblings depend on me. These are examples of how and why that's not true. Of course, you can be in a long term relationship if you choose to be write down other positive things about yourself, such as I'm, I'm very thoughtful. You know, I'm a great cook. I love to be around people. I'm someone others can trust. I'm dependable. Write these down. Aim to have at least five positive things on your list and add to it regularly. I'm just going to give you a personal example for for, for um, from my life. For years, I've participated in the mentoring of young people in my uh, local community. And one of the things that uh, I would ask young people to do is I would say, OK, uh, give me a list, a list of 20 things that are positive about you. It took them. It always takes them so long to create this list. Now, conversely, if I ask them to tell me something negative about them, I mean, they can give me 30, 40 things like right off the bat. But 20 things, 15, 20 things that are positive about you. I mean, you try it. And the reason why this is, is because we've been conditioned in society uh, to to have this lowly uh, perception of ourselves uh, through a number of social conditioning. I don't care if it's religion if it is just simple, what people consider moral and ethics and you being a good person, not bragging uh, and, and not being full of ego. So we seem to feel more comfortable about saying negative things about ourselves. Just just think about your social group. Think about the conversation you guys have sometime. If you really pay attention to the wording, think about what's said a lot of times when you're hanging out. Hey, look at that guy. He's really cute. Oh, girl, he, he I don't know. I don't know if he likes someone like me or maybe I'm not his type or I don't know. He's he, he he would he would be better with someone that looks like this. 
obviously I don't hang out with girls, so this is why that sounds so odd. I don't know why I went to that example, but you understand what I'm saying. Or let's let's do a better one. Let's a guy's thing. Um, uh, you want to have a uh, certain level of job or certain level of income, and immediately you say, you know what, I can't do that. I, I don't know. I don't know enough. To, to be able to do that, or I'm not connected with that group. You've got to know somebody there in order to be able to get that job, or you've got to be able to do this, that, or the other. And it projects an image that you aren't worthy of that person or of that income or of that job. And the truth of the matter is that you are. Maybe you're not connected right now, but you could be. But that's not what you said. Your tone and your idea is that I, I just can't have that. It's not for me. Okay. So those are not the best examples, but I think you understand what I'm saying. We always want to overcome the low self-esteem. And one way that we can do that is by recognizing what we're good at, building positive relationships, being kind to yourself. This is probably the most important thing. Being kind to yourself means being gentle to yourself when you're having these self-critical thoughts. Think what you say to a friend in a similar situation, because we have these conversations in our head all the time. I don't I'm not going to get deep into uh, the spiritual piece of this, although I am going to say some things about it. But we do it and we're we're hurting ourselves and many times we're doing it and we don't know we're hurting ourselves. And we never let it out. As a kid, um, my father was killed, murdered when I was five years old, like five miles from where I lived and currently where my mom still lives. So let me tell you what that did to me. Is it going to do it to every kid? No, I'm just going to tell you what it did to me. Number one, I was five years old, so it was super traumatic and I stopped talking for a while. In a while, meaning a year. And uh, what that did was stop my progression of learning for the most part. So when I went to school in the first grade, teachers wanted to put me in a special ed class because I could not enunciate very well. Why? I hadn't taught then almost a year. I mean, I say a few things to my brother, but for the most part, I kind of shut down. Uh, also later as a kid, you know, I'm in middle school, maybe late elementary school, fifth grade or something like that. Uh, I want to play sports and every boy that comes out comes with their father and I'm with my mom. So I feel different immediately. I feel different and I feel less than. Because the men know football and they have already purchased cleats for their kids and they have uniforms and different things. And my mom doesn't know anything about football and we haven't even completed an application. Let's take a quick break. Hey, I'm going to get you back to that episode really quick. I know you're enjoying the podcast. I wanted to say thank you, break in really quick to say thank you so much for supporting the podcast. Three things really quickly. Number one, thank you for listening. Number two, please go down in the show notes. We have a new um, way to communicate and it is through text. So we'd love to hear from you guys. So please send us a text message when you're done listening to this episode. We'd love to know what your thoughts are. And then lastly, please go into our digital store. We've got a lot of digital products there that can help you be supported throughout these content deliveries throughout the podcast. There are ways for you to download these worksheets and eBooks and different things that can help really solidify some of the content that we talk about here on Rethink Podcast. Thank you guys so much, and I'll get you back to your episode. Later, uh, middle school, I remember I remember this day exactly. Uh, I was being asked by a teacher, what did my father do? We were going around class in a shop class for whatever reason. I don't know why we were being asked this, but yeah, what does your father do? And instead of saying that my father was deceased, I said that my father was a pharmacist. 
which is incredible because at that level, I don't even know if I know what a pharmacist was. I think it's just a word I heard. And I think I thought it was like a doctor and not an actual pharmacist. But that's what I would tell people, that my dad was was a pharmacist. Why? Because I felt less than everybody else that had a dad. Um, so growing up for me, I had le- low self-esteem the majority of the time. That's my point in telling you that I had low self-esteem because of something that had happened to me. I had a physical, uh, uh, deal with my teeth where I never smiled because I had as a family trait that we have gaps, you know, uh, in your front teeth, you have a gap. It's, it's, it's really one of the things that's undeniable about uh, my family. If you have a kid, you're not going to be able to deny it because if he opened his mouth, he got that gap. You're not going to be able to say, oh, that's not mine. That's certainly a, a family trait. And at that age, it wasn't something that I could embrace. I, I had no self-esteem. It was just another way for me to be different. So I had low self-esteem. So I very rarely, if ever, smiled. I had very few friends and I didn't want to do a lot of extracurricular stuff and be around people because I didn't like to talk and I didn't like to smile. And what happens when you go somewhere and you don't talk and you don't smile? People always ask, why doesn't he ever talk? Why doesn't he ever smile? And so all of the attention that you're trying to avoid comes on to you. So I'm telling you all this to let you know I'm speaking from a place of of um, experience and how early this can start, how long it can go on. I didn't get braces till I was in college. Okay. So I dealt with that for a while, but guess what? After I got the braces off, it had been embedded in me not to smile. So I have about 10 years of pictures of me. I mean, literally at Disney world on my uh, honeymoon, wherever I'm not even smiling. Why? Because I never learned to smile. I'd never learned to smile. I was never comfortable with smile. Even after my teeth were fixed and the gap was closed, it was open back now because it just, it's just going to do what it's going to do. But I never, I still didn't smile. And then one day my, my daughter said to me, daddy, why don't you ever smile? And I began to think how long it's been and where that came from. And that's why I'm sharing it with you. You could have something that you have been dealing with all this time and you just thought it was normal. You just thought it was how you are. And so you've allowed it to continue to be. And my point is, it doesn't have to continue to be. The day that I faced that particular area of my life was the day where I began well, if you ask my wife and my kids, I mean, I'm doing better, but it's not the greatest smile because I'm still learning. I mean, I'm an adult person. I I just went through most of my life without smiling and especially on pictures. But that's just one example. So many of you, you may have been a heavier kid. Uh, you may have grown up, you know, in a in a poverty type situation. You may have grown up in a situation where you your parents were not very educated and you felt less than because of the side of the railroad tracks you were on and the things you had access to. Whatever your deal is uh, that gave you that low self-esteem, it's time to face it. It's time to face it and even conquer it so you can move into the quality of life that you want to have. Okay, and and listen, it doesn't mean you're not having a good quality of life. But what it does mean is some days you're still being challenged by these old thoughts. And wouldn't it be better to just get rid of that so you make room for new and better thoughts? My life is pretty good, but some days I still think, uh, you know, about something negative about myself. There's not a day that goes by where I don't think, hey, I could be doing this better or that better. But then I have to convict that thought and say, listen, I'm doing really well. I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. Things come to me as they are, you know, ordained and divinely, you know, orchestrated. And I am doing the best that I can is, you know, these are the sorts of things that we want to do to be kind to ourselves. So 19 simple ways to boost your self-esteem Quickly, we're going to post these articles on our Facebook page so that you can read them at your leisure 
And you can just go over them whenever you need to. Sometimes you got to go back. You ever read a book and then you go back and reread it because you need to because of what you're going through right now? I do that all the time. So maybe you want to go back and pull this article up. The first thing they say is master a new skill. When you become skilled in something that corresponds with your talents and interests, you increase your sense of competency. Let's say, for example, you are trying to get that higher paying job and you're saying, hey, you know, it's not for me right now. Well, what skill set do you need to have? You can go so many places. As a matter of fact, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put a link to Udemy.com. If you never use Udemy, you're missing out. The number of learning platforms on the Internet. I love Udemy. They do price uh, sales. They do sales on their programs, you know, throughout the year, multiple times a month. So you can catch some programs on sale. Let's say if it's a PC skill, you know, general PC, are you doing, I don't know, creating apps? Are you doing computer science? Whatever. Whatever it is that you're looking to do. I don't care if it's to become a certified meditation expert or a master gardener or if you want to learn how to trade stocks, whatever it is. You can learn it yourself and you can buy yourself a program off of Udemy. And in your extra time, you can be uh, come more skilled in an area that's going to benefit you. Okay, Uh, they have program and project management on Udemy. I don't know if I would do it there because when I got my project management, it was it was really, really you know, it wasn't easy and you may want to be in a classroom setting, but it's up to you. My, my point is this. There are ways for you to increase your talents and your and your uh, skill sets and you feel better about you. There's something else you can log in there and um, feel more confident. Now, having said that, let me say this. We all want to get to the place where simple acceptance of Our own divinity, who we are, is good enough. You shouldn't have to have Ph.D. and doctor and B.S. and M.S. and all that beside your name or director of this and VP of that. Okay, those are temporal. The truth of the matter is you're really good enough right now at whatever level you are. And just accepting your divinity, your being created in the image and the likeness of all there is, that's good enough. Okay. now, if you want to master a new skill set, of course, that can help you do more things. But don't let it add to your ego where, okay, now I may be better than this person because then we're going in the wrong direction. We're. Crossing the bridge of incidents and we're going toward that new position. And on that bridge of incidents is my project management certification. That's fine. But I was fine before I started crossing the bridge, if that makes sense to you. In other words, I don't want you to think the more accolades I get, the more certificates, plaques, et cetera, I'm going to feel, you know, greater about myself because there are many people who have lots of money, lots of accolades, and they don't feel great about themselves. You have to accept your own divinity in order to feel ultimately secure and safe about yourself. Okay. I just wanted to stick that in there. Number two, another way to boost your self-esteem quickly is to list your accomplishments. Think about all the things that you've accomplished then write them down. My wife has told me in the past, a lot of times you, you're so busy about getting something else done, you don't ever think about what you've already done. And that's true. And that's true. Uh, number three, do something creative. Creative tasks are a great way to put the flow back into your life. I started gardening about five years ago. I've always done woodworking, but it intensified about five years ago. I have projects and different things. I love to build things. I love to see things grow. And man, it's like it's it's like bringing something that wasn't into, you know, here's a seed. Now, all of a sudden it went through this process of becoming a cucumber plant, a seedling all the way up to now. It's actually in my salad. Man, that's that's a big deal. That's that's a lot. That's that's you know, creation at its best. Uh, here, a stack of wood. And now here's a desk I'm giving to my niece for 
Christmas. That's creativity. That's a lot that stimulates your brain. And it and it and it is a lot of benefits there in knowing that you can produce things and that you can create things. So do something creative. Even if you're an artist or just whatever, do do something. Number four, get clear on your values. Determine what your values are and examine your life to see where you're not living in alignment with what you believe. Whatever your faith is, whatever your belief is, ensure that there's a strong foundation there because life is built to challenge that. Challenges are necessary in order to appreciate life and challenges are also are necessary in order to expose who you really are. If there are no challenges, then there would be no way for you to see how awesome you are. There'd be no obstacles for you to overcome. There would be no testimonies for you to give. So let's embrace what Abraham Hicks calls the contrast of life. How awesome would it be if there was no darkness? Well, not awesome, because sometimes we want to go to sleep. There's only light. Well, you got to have both. We live in a parallel universe. There's duality. We must appreciate, but not fear the darkness. There's no fear in the darkness. There's no source of darkness. There's only an absence of light, and it is always available when you need it. The light is within you. So whatever your values are, whatever your beliefs are, build yourself a strong foundation, and that will help you um, really build your confidence. Number five, we already talked about this challenge, your limiting beliefs. Number six, stand on, I'm sorry, stand at edge of your comfort zone. Stretch yourself and move to the edge of it. All right, move to the edge of it. Get uncomfortable. Try something new. Meet some new people. Uh, Drive to work a different way. Go home a different way. Try a new diet. Uh, Try a different type of exercise. Just Get out of your comfort zone and maybe you'd be surprised at what you can really do. A lot of times we think we can't do stuff and we never even try it. I'm going to tell you a quick story. Uh, When I was in high school, I played football, high school football. And right before then, let me back up a little bit. When I was in middle school, I I was on the seesaw with my, and some of you are saying seesaw, my God. (laughs) Yeah, seesaw. I was on a seesaw and my cousin, I was up in the air. My cousin jumped off the other side. So I go plummeting down to the ground and I think I cracked my ribs, but my, I, you know, I got my breath knocked out of me. I laid on the ground and, and, you know, squirming like a worm for the longest. And finally I could breathe again, but I never really went to the doctor, but I always felt bad on my right side whenever I run long distances. I think, my rib cracked and it healed at an arc. I'm not a doctor. It could be completely wrong, but that's how it feels. So anyway, got get to high school and uh, I'm playing uh, football and I I was like I can't run. I cannot. I can't. I can't run a lot. I played and I lettered at the two positions that ran the most on the field: wide receiver and cornerback. I ran the entire game. So it's something I didn't think I could do. And also in terms of working out, I'm not a, I was never a big guy. So lifting weights was not something I thought I could do. But I would get in there and I would lift with my friends who were linebackers and linemen. And I would just do what they would do. And eventually, guess what? I could lift what they could lift. But if you were to just ask me, I would have said no. I didn't have that confidence. Push-ups. I have these elbows that have like a, I don't know, maybe yours would make the same way. If you were to uh, hold your arm up and just bend it, touch your elbow. Is there a little gristle part there that kind of clicks and clangs whenever you do it? Well, whenever I would do push-ups, I say, I can't do a lot of push-ups because of this. And so in my mind for years, up until my 30s, I could maybe do 10, 15 push-ups. And that was that was it. Every morning, every night. Well, every morning, every night is my goal. I do it most mornings and most nights, full transparency. I do 60 push-ups in the morning, and I do 60 at night without stopping, 6-0. So how do you go from saying you can only do 10 or 15 to doing 60? Well, the same way you told yourself you could only do 15, tell yourself you can do 25. 
and then tell yourself you can do 35. And the more you do, the more your confidence builds and the more you can challenge yourself to do more. My point is, you're never going to know what you can do if you don't come out of your cove, out of your cave and challenge yourself to do it. Number seven, help someone. Take the focus off of you. Put it on someone else. Use your talents. Use your skills. Use your abilities. This is always appropriate to help other people. It's always appropriate to help someone. Give someone different assistance. Share um, helpful resources. Teach them something that you know that they don't. Maybe you have a skill set that you don't really think is that great. Other people may think it's awesome. Other people may think it's awesome. Maybe you can wrap Christmas gifts really well. And uh, you just do it innately. There's a lot of people that struggle with Christmas gifts. And the reason I know is because they have these places in the mall that open every year just to do that. Wrap people's gifts. You know, uh, maybe you're a great cook and you just have always been a great cook. You just don't really think about that as a great thing. Other some people can't cook for for anything. Maybe do a cooking class, a Zoom cooking class. Who knows? Help someone. Number eight, heal your past. Unresolved issues and drama can keep you trapped in low self-esteem. Again, when you make that list, think about how long that idea goes back and seek the support that you need, even if it's a trained counselor to help you heal your past wounds so that your future can be full of more confidence and and, and you feel more self-assured about your, you know, so you feel more self-assured. Number nine. Stop worrying about what other people's, you know, thoughts are about you and what they think. Now, I know this one is easier said than done, uh, but at the end of the day, you're an adult person and you're responsible for you and you can't control what other people do or say or think. I mean, if you're on your job, you can barely control what you're thinking, obviously. And when you worry about what others will think of you, you never feel completely yourself, Make a decision to stop worrying about what other people think about your choices. Okay? Uh, I'm bisexual. I'm gay. I'm whatever. God bless. uh, Live your life. Have a great life. Do the best you can. Okay? Number 10, uh, read something inspirational. This is one of the things that helps me the most. Every day I try to read something that's going to help me stay in the frame of mind of where I want to be inspiration, self-help, you know, something that is projecting and promoting a positive message in my mind and in my body. Okay. There's so many great books. I'm going to list a few in the, in the show notes for you there so that you can um, take a look at those if you want. I think I've done that in the past, uh, but I'm going to do that so that you've got some, uh, some good reading to keep you company. Number 11, reclaim your integrity. Define what integrity means for you and ensure that you're living in accordance with that understanding. If your life isn't aligned with your character, it will drain you and it'll leave you feeling bad about yourself. Okay. for example, um, a lot of times, you know, and you have to be kind, be careful with this. You don't jump into some legalism and and traditional religion, uh, a doctrine in that it says, okay, uh, uh, my sense of integrity is this. I'm, I'm not going to. Uh, be mad at people or I'm not going to go to bed mad, you know, in, in my relationship. Well, I got to be honest with you. You're going to be with that person all the time. And there's a good chance that actually may happen. And if that happens, you don't want to feel bad about yourself. So just be careful with how you level out your integrity there and just make sure you're being kind to yourself and you're being reasonable. All right. So number 12, uh, let negative people go. This is a no brainer. If there are negative people in your life, just let them go. Your best friend may be a negative person. How do you know? Do they seem more pessimistic or optimistic? Are they encouraging you or or not? There's a way and you know how you feel. This is the best way. Really, you don't even have to say anything. How do you feel when you're around these people? How do you feel? If when you're around them, you don't feel good, chances are negative conversation, negative vibration, and you probably don't need to be around them. Now, the only way to find your self-esteem is surround yourself with supportive, positive people who will admire you and who will value you. If you're dealing with low self-esteem, it could be coming from what other people are saying about you. And if you stay around those people, the chances of it changing may be slim to none. 
even if it's not coming from other people, if they're not being positive and supportive, then why do you need them around? You want people who are positive and supportive to help you uh, maintain that mindset. Number 13, draw a line in the sand. The best way to find your self-esteem is to create personal boundaries. Know what your boundaries are and how you wish to respond when people cross them. Okay. Number 14, care about your appearance. Obviously, when you look good, you feel good. Number 15, welcome failures as part of the growth. Every person that you think is this great success uh, has failed multiple times. I love the quote and the um, idea that the road to success is paved with failure. It's okay to fail. It's what I tell folks when we're mentoring. It's okay to fail. It's just not okay to quit. Those are two different things. Failure, you can look at as a way to start over with more information. My grandfather used to say there's only two ways to do something. If you do something wrong the first time, now you know how to do it because you've already done it wrong. That should have showed you how to do it right. Number 16, allow, uh, always remain a student. In other words, keep learning, keep learning. Think of yourself as a lifetime learner. Approach everything that you do with a student's mentality, with a student's mentality. I'm learning more. Not I'm getting older or, or whatever, but I'm, I'm a continual learner. I'm a lifelong learner. Number 17, we already talked about, which is face your fear. Allow yourself to feel afraid, but keep moving forward. Keep moving forward. Your self-esteem is often found in that dance between your desire and your fear. Okay? Just know you can do it. Number 18, become a mentor. Know that there are people out there, younger people maybe, that need your guidance, you know, your leadership, your support. Uh, Their respect and their gratitude and watching them progress from your help will add self-esteem to you. Look, you know, Look what I'm able to to help other people do. Of course, I can get this done for myself. And then number 19, define success. Clarify what success means to you and what it means in terms of your confidence. If you really want to do something, you'll have to find the self-esteem within yourself to just do it. Make up your mind and you can do it. So I hope that this has been helpful for you. Uh, It was therapeutic for me (laughs) and uh, again make sure that you look in the show notes we're going to have quite a few uh, items there that can help you from reading uh, to the links over at Udemy if you want to take additional classes etc etc all that is there to benefit you you go over take a look and see what they have and hey pick out a course increase your skill set do some things that make you feel good about about you The last thing I'll say is spend some time with yourself. Don't be afraid to spend time with yourself. Once a week, that one thing that you like to do, maybe you like to play video games, maybe you like to take walks in the park, maybe you're a fisher or a fisherman or a fishing woman, go fishing. Do something for yourself at least once a week, something that you like to do. All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening today. The things you should know. And that's been my pleasure as always. We'll be back uh, again very soon with another great podcast. And we'll talk to you soon. Have a great day. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, You can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks guys for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethinking.